Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. It's a Wednesday. It's hour one. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. A lot of topics to dive into today. A little special treat for you. Coming up, final hour. They were the stars in Happy Gilmore, Shooter McGavin. Uh, he's known as Christopher McDonald. And Adam Sandler will join us the 25th anniversary of that great movie, Happy Gilmore. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Sports fans everywhere sending their best wishes to Tiger today. And if you were following the news early yesterday afternoon, there were pr- some pretty scary moments there. We knew there was a serious car accident, but that was about it. And then the relief came that the injuries were not life-threatening. We always think of athletes, there's this aura of invincibility. They're larger than life. They do things we can't. Hard to imagine them being vulnerable. But time and time again, we've learned that that's not the case. Not with just Tiger, but with other athletes. And Tiger himself has provided that lesson on multiple occasions. And for all of his wealth, for all of his fame... His personal issues well-documented. Everything that's happened to him and everything that's happened because of him has played out in the public's eye. It's extremely tough to watch at times, and it certainly was yesterday. And it's still way, way too early to talk about Tiger's golf future. This was about Tiger the person yesterday, and it should be about Tiger the person for the next probably three to six months, not Tiger the golfer. You know, those trying hours on Tuesday... Whether he plays again or not doesn't seem that important. And I know that we want to advance the story. We can't advance the story. And we're not going to speculate on anything with Tiger Woods. That's not fair. That's not what journalists do. We will not do that. I don't know if he plays golf again. You will probably recall, if you are a longtime listener, that I was just hoping for one moment, a world reminder 
with Tiger Woods for a new generation so they can understand what this was all about, who he was all about, the sensational Tiger Woods, what that feeling was like. And he's bigger than the sport of golf. When he's great, he's bigger than the sport because people who don't watch golf, play golf, watched it when Tiger Woods was in contention. And we saw that. We got that world reminder in 2019. And that's all I wanted. I just wanted one more trip down memory lane with him. One more go at it. One more just reminder of who he is. You know, when Michael Jordan had his documentary, Michael couldn't play again, come back and play again, but he had a world reminder of, to a new generation, this is who I am. You know, Tom Brady is doing that almost every year. LeBron is doing that. These world reminders just tapping you on the shoulder. And we got that with Tiger Woods, a world reminder at the 2019 Masters. But yesterday worked in reverse order for me. It was about his life. Was he going to be alive? I never thought about his golfing career, if it was going to continue. When you get to be 45 or 46, just normal golfers on tour, you don't play competitive golf at a very high level on a consistent basis. But he's already had his career defined. At worst, he's the second greatest golfer of all time. I think he's the greatest golfer of all time. But I thought about his life. I thought about him as a father. And then eventually, when I realized it was non-life-threatening, then I started to think about all of these surgeries that he's had. And he's just coming off minor back surgery. And Jim Nance asked him on Sunday, hey, we're going to see you at the Masters. And he's like, well, I got to get there first. Little did we know what those words meant, you know, 48 hours later. But it was a year ago and three weeks when Kobe happened. And it was similar time frame. It was in the afternoon and then social media. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, what is happening here? And you're just searching for any answers there. And there's that moment, you know, with Kobe, it was like, oh, no, oh, no. With Tiger, it was, oh, no. And then it was, okay. Like, it was just one of those that you have a sigh of relief. And if he never plays golf again, I'm okay with that as a fan. Because I've been treated to some of the greatest golf. I was there when he won his first Masters. You know, it, we, we've been treated to some of the great, great athleticism. And Tiger has provided that drama when you want somebody to be great and they're great. But there was that moment yesterday where you couldn't help but think, is this going to happen again? And then all of a sudden we started to get some reports. And, and I started to think about Alex Smith, believe it or not, the uh, football player, the quarterback for the Washington football team. You don't, when you, when you break a bone and you have an open, it's an, an open break, so the skin breaks, compound fracture, goes through the skin, then you start to worry about infection. And that's what Alex Smith had. And it nearly killed him. And then he nearly lost his leg. And that's what you have to be thinking about now, is just Tiger the person. I couldn't help but think that weekend when he got to play with his son Charlie, in an event with other fathers and their sons. It was awesome. And he got that opportunity. I hope he continues to get that opportunity. I hope that's his goal is just to play golf with his kids, to walk comfortably. 
I don't worry about him coming back on tour. I hope he does. If he, you know, I never bet against him. Everything that Tiger, you know, has had in front of him, he always seems to somehow climb above it, the obstacles. But this one, the obstacle, you know, is, is a skyscraper. But this is about Tiger, the person, not Tiger, the golfer. And yesterday was one of those reminders, they're people. And we've had that with Tiger a couple of times. And he's had car accidents. He's had car situations. He's been pulled over. Had the Thanksgiving Day crash. And then you had this yesterday. But when you saw the video or you saw the pictures, it looked like that somebody would have died in that car. And I guess, thankfully, he's the only one in the car. Because he was going to an event, whether he was speeding or not, the, you know, the police will sort through all of those things. Now, was he driving impaired? I have no idea. He was on his way to meet Drew Brees and Justin Herbert for a golf video, a golf event. And he had played with David Spade and uh, Dwayne Wade. That was the day before. But just so you know, if I move on to another topic today, I'm not being insensitive. I'm trying to be smart about it and advance this. But he's still here. This is a good day. He's alive. I mean, ask Dale Earnhardt Jr. When you go up to your dad's car. Dale Jr. was in a plane crash and walked away from it. This should be a good day. Tiger's alive. And if he never plays again, we're okay. We are okay. We'll come up with a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. We got some headlines here that we'll dive into. Sounds like Ben Roethlisberger plans on playing with the Steelers. I don't know if the Steelers plan on playing Ben <laughs> this year, but hey, we got some time to sort that out. NBA announces the All-Stars and the Reserves. Uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk will join us coming up a little bit later on. I want to talk to him about what's going on with this 17th game for the regular season because it's sort of floating out there. And I was told this morning by a source, this is all coming down to money, which it always does. If there is going to be this 17th game, players do get an extra check for that 17th game. But I was told earlier this morning that this is all about money. By the way, sign up for the DP Show newsletter. Incredible response to this, and thank you. DanPatrick.com, enter your email address. It's available daily. Comes out, recaps everything that we talk about, all the great interviews that we have. If you can't listen to the show or watch the show, we bring it to you, sort of the Cliff Notes version of that. And right now, DanPatrick.com, all T-shirts, $10. No, I can't do that. Yes, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Every T-shirt in the store is $10. Most of them are. No, I am going to do all of them. I said to Seton, I'm giving back today. $10 T-shirts. And Seton goes, well, we'll, we'll lose money. I go, I don't care. $10 T-shirts. I'm, I'm doing something fun today, positive today. And uh, so go to danpatrick.com, T-shirts at $10. That's it. All of them. Seton, I don't care. I'm doing it. No, every single one. Every single T-shirt, $10. Yep. All right. Uh, let me see. What else do I have here? I mentioned um, Ben Roethlisberger. I mentioned the All-Stars. By the way, 
this is what happens. Guys don't want to play in an all-star game, but they get offended when they're not, not you know, voted into the all-star game. Now, all of a sudden, LeBron comes out and goes, Devin Booker is the most underappreciated uh, player, disrespected player, and he should be on the all-star team. All right, I'm fine with that. Could somebody ask LeBron, who are you taking off? Because then you got a story here. Devin Booker, disrespected. I'm right there with you. Wonderful player. Love watching him play. Sons are a great story. Does LeBron want Chris Paul not on the All-Star team? Who are you taking off? Because we do this all the time. Oh, that guy's got to be on and that guy's got to be on. I go, they can't all be on. You got to take somebody off. But LeBron was sticking up for Devin Booker. But somebody please ask LeBron, you know, LeBron, we can't have 40 guys on the roster. And nobody wants to play in the game. I was watching last night with Luka Doncic. <sighs> game on the line. Ball's in Luka's hands. And I wanted to know what the defensive strategy was going to be. Not good strategy. Because I'll go back to what I've been screaming about since the Jordan years. Take the ball out of the best player's hands. Force him to pass it. That's all. If Tim Hardaway Jr. or Kristaps Porzingis hits the game winner, I'll live with it. Double team Luka, make him pick up his dribble and make him pass it. Now, tough shot, but we've seen this before. He did this in the playoffs to the Clippers. Come down, go right, they switch, he goes to the left, somebody is late coming out, and he hits the game winner. And I went, and I'm watching, and it feels like in slow motion, I'm going, double team. Now, I love watching Luka. I mean, I, I love that he you know stabbed him with a dagger here. Double team him. That's all. Double team him. Make him pass the ball. Make somebody who is not used to shooting shoot the game winner. I think I woke up my my family last night. It makes you very angry. It does because I, you're watching it. And I'm going. There's no way they're going to let Luca beat him. They're just not. And then all of a sudden he goes over and then he takes a shot. No, no, no. My wife says, "What? What? What happened? What happened?" I said, and of course she doesn't understand what I'm telling her. I go, Luca. They, he went left and they they let him shoot it. Who's Luca? That's not important. Uh, you can't let the best players shoot, but that's how they become the best. Like, go to bed. Yes, Paul. I'm watching the play again, and there's a little pick on top, and Luca gets a little room on the left, but the guy who got picked does not fight through and stay with him. He just kind of stands there. And then uh, number 26 of the Celtics is all over Luca trying to stay with him. But then it's too late. They run another player at them. Like, they had the strategy, but it's, it's just way too late. Everything's too late. He's already got, you know, his range is 30 feet. For that reason alone, I would not let two Celtics on the All-Star team. For that play? Yes. Yes. What did the commissioner announce that today? Yes. Uh, we're going to not, not let Jalen Brown on the All-Star team. By the way, how, how do you have two All-Stars from a sub-500 team? Crazy. Yes, McLeod. Can I tell you my snub, the one that actually got me fired up, which is bizarre? You'll never guess who. I'm going to guess that it's probably from Ben Simmons should not be an All-Star. No, yes, he should not be, but there's one guy I think should be a... I think Trey Young 
seems like an all-star. He's like top, he's third in assists and ninth in scoring. He And the team's okay. They're a 13 and 18. He, I was surprised. Why isn't he an all-star? Wait, run that by me again now. So Trey Young, he's third in the league in assists, yeah. ninth in scoring, yeah. and his team is uh, 13 and 18. So it's a bad team. But like, I feel like he's presented by ESPN as an all-star. That's kind of why he's always in their commercials. Like, well, it's East Coast, and he's fun to watch. He's fun to root for. His numbers are gigantic. Why is Jalen and Jalen Brown was the other one? Is he an all-star? He's got. I, I couldn't believe. I looked up his stats. He's twenty-five points a game. Yeah, I mean they're good. Everybody puts up good numbers now. I mean, think about it. We don't even blink when somebody puts up one hundred and forty points. In a game that doesn't go into overtime. We don't care. We're like, no. Nah. Yeah, did you see last night? You, you, you would talk about the highlights. You wouldn't talk about the score. I used to focus on the score because I grew up watching the ABA and they put up points. They had the three-point shot. They put up points. And I went, I love the ABA. And now, if you don't score 120 points, it feels like you probably lost a game. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, Bradley Beal scoring thirty-two, and nobody talks about it except you. No, you were always talking about Bradley Beal, but that's it. I, I I love Bradley Beal, but I'd love to see him on another team. But you can't pick out one highlight of Bradley Beal. There's nothing. He just hey, um, Bradley Beal got. He's like a glorified Joe Johnson from the standpoint of <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, no, there, there's nothing exciting about him. He's just he's he's one of the probably five best outside shooters I think in the game. But there's nothing magical where you go, boy, Brad, did you see Bradley Beal last night? Yes, Paul. Would you rather be Ben Simmons and people think you shouldn't be on the All-Star team or Devin Booker and people making the case that you should? I think you want to be Devin Booker. You want people to be yelling and screaming that you should be on the team. Because <laughs> now he, does, he has the bonus. He doesn't have to go to the game. And guys like LeBron James are saying, this guy's great. So you want to be underrated, you underappreciated. Be well, you want to be snubbed occasionally. Snubbed. And if people go to bat for you, you don't want to be the guy like, really, that guy's on yeah, my all-star team? And, and, you know, the, the conversation about Ben Simmons is always, why well, can't shoot threes? Not everybody needs to shoot threes. Like, can you shoot twos? Can you get to the basket? And then you'll hear um, the analysts go, oh, he shouldn't make the all-star team because he can play defense. I think that's part of basketball. I don't know. Right. I think it's part of basketball. You know, he led the league in steals last year. Why is it when we'll have guys like Steve Nash or Trey Young and you go, yeah, he can't play defense. Then you get somebody who can play defense and then you get, well, he can't shoot a three. I get, it's like, okay. All right. Not everybody can shoot threes. Nobody ever talks about Kevin Durant's three-point shooting. Now he's... He's a great shooter, but they don't go, you know, Durant doesn't shoot threes as much as he should. Hey, he shoots those mid-range jumpers. Like Magic Johnson came in and he couldn't shoot from outside. Jason Kidd couldn't shoot from outside. Imagine if they came into the league now. Man, it's Magic Johnson. He can pass and he can do a lot of things, but he can't shoot. Was Jordan a three-point shooter? No, nobody was. Could he have been? Yes, because Mike had a a nice-looking shot. Good-looking shot. Yes, he didn't. They have in that documentary where they're like, he hit five three-pointers in one game. Can you believe it's the most amazing thing we've ever seen? And then he looks over to the (laughs) announcers like, I don't know what's going on here because he hit five of them. Yes, 
James Harden does that in three minutes. Yes. That's a bad night for Harden. Yeah. Yeah, Paulie. The game where Michael Jordan scored 69 points against the Cavaliers, he had no threes. He made none threes. Yeah. Yeah, the whole all-star thing, I just... They don't want to play in it, but then they feel, you know, so rejected, disrespected if they don't make the all-star team. But just somebody asked LeBron, LeBron, you love Devin Booker? Who should not be on the all-star roster? It'd be great if he did answer. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't get the Chris Paul thing, you know. <laughs> but I will say there is a difference with Chris Paul on the floor with Phoenix. And what he's doing at his age is remarkable. But he is a stabilizing force. And if they want to put him in the all-star game, and this is his last all-star game, great. Go ahead. Um, I don't always like that logic, but they go, hey, Devin Booker will have plenty of chances here. Uh, and we touched on a wide variety of topics here. And we somehow inserted Michael Jordan in the conversation. <laughs> we did it. We did it. I'm celebrating Tiger today, okay? He's alive. Given what we've gone through, and certainly a little over a year ago, I'm celebrating Tiger. If the, there's new information, we'll bring it to you. I will not speculate on anything with this. Not what was going on in the car, how fast he was going, uh, his future in golf, that's all going to come out eventually. I don't need to try to give you a head start on that. We're going to take a break. We got our poll options coming up. I'll tell you why. Ben coming back to the Steelers is going to set the Steelers back a couple of years. <laughs> right after this, Dan Patrick Show. Simply Safe Home Security. God, they've been with us for, I think, almost the beginning. They came in to the old man cave. And I remember that uh, they had one of their guys was Simply Safe, and he said, uh, you know, here's the deal. And I said, so wait a minute. You get your security equipment shipped to you, and then you take it out of the box, and then you set it up. There's no contracts, and it's $14.99 a month. And he kept going, good, yep, yep, yep. I said, no hidden fees. No. You order it, what you need, you install it, no uh, electrician, nobody, no technician. I said, come on. And she said, no, that's what we do. It's Simply Safe. It's called Simple because you set it up and you're safe. And they have an unbelievable group of people that monitor your house 24-7. The experts, that's where they come in and give you what is, I think, you know, sets them apart. They're great people to work with. SimplySafeDan.com. Customize your system. Free security camera for just being a fan of this show. 60-day risk-free trial. Nothing to lose. That's SimplySafeDan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. During the commercial break, I went to the other side, say hello to the Danettes, and I was greeted with McLovin going, oh, unbelievable, juicy poll question today. It's hot. Now, you normally oversell things, McLovin. Uh, yeah, this is probably a little oversold. Okay. Uh, do we, do I have to tease here? Like, uh, hold people off so they stay in their car or should I just give it to you? No, I don't want to do that to him today. Okay. Which team would be best served? You're supposed to wait till the drum roll. Okay. Now? (laughs) (laughs) Which team would be better served? Best served? (laughs) I'm off. But I just, it just dawned on me that if we put up this poll... These guys are guests that come on all the time, so I don't know if we can do this. Now. Just ask the question. Which team would be best served replacing their current quarterback? The Steelers. This is I'm blaming Polly, by the way. The Steelers, the Vikings, the 49ers, or the Falcons. The Falcons. Or the Falcons. Yes, Paul. Basically, we're saying, you know, it's time to move on at the quarterback position. We don't know who they're moving on to, but this team should definitely move on from their current quarterback situation. Okay. Uh, the, the Vikings? You know, I'm saying hypothetically. Better off going a different direction. 
I'm okay with the Vikings right now with Kirk D. Cousins. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with the Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo if he stays healthy. Uh, and, and I'm looking at their ages, too. The Falcons with Matt Ryan, you know, are you going to draft a quarterback this year? Should you be drafting a quarterback? I go with Pittsburgh because if Ben comes back, I just don't think he is. I think he looks old and plays old. And it's a short-term future for the Steelers. And, and that's where you have these windows of opportunity with your roster. I don't know if they re-signed Bud Dupree. But Ben coming back doesn't seem like an upgrade or a positive. That's where, you know, you have to start. And I'm not saying that Mason Rudolph is your future because I don't think he is. But I think you got to figure out where, what direction are we going to be in. You want to find your quarterback. But then there are times when you do find out about your quarterback. And I think the Steelers have found out about Ben. If he wants to play one more year, good for him. But if I'm the Steelers, I think this, this sets you back this year, this season, and probably next season, because next season you're going to bring in a quarterback. Maybe he's a rookie. And then you've got to let him get ready to play and take over for a Hall of Famer in Ben Roethlisberger. I just think you got to you got to jump in when you can, when you have that opportunity. And if you have that opportunity, and maybe they're in salary cap purgatory and they can't do anything about this, but and Ben might be a bargain at nineteen million dollars a year. But I I just think Pittsburgh needs they need to move on. Ben wants to play; he doesn't want to leave Pittsburgh. I get that. But if I'm Pittsburgh, I got to start thinking about not only this year but next year, and then the year after that. And the longer you keep Ben, it feels like the longer that process is going to be and, and probably will keep you behind the Browns and keep you behind the Ravens. Yeah, Paul. On paper, Ben Roethlisberger looks like a great quarterback. Last year, he was 12-3 and three as a starter, uh, 4,000 yards, low yards for him, 33 touchdowns, 10 picks. He was sacked the fewest amount of times of any quarterback yeah, in the league. Yeah. Like It looks fine on paper, but like you said, when you watch it, it doesn't look fine. Well, it didn't help that he had receivers who probably led the league in drops. Um, but I thought it was a hollow 11-0. I think we all said that. And then it felt like they got exposed when they started playing quality teams. Yeah, McLovin. Yeah, I noticed on Twitter that Steelers fans seemed upset when the news broke yesterday that the agent said yeah. that we're going to make this work. It was a very negative reaction. But this is a team that drafts well. But I don't know what the game plan is for their quarterback. Like that, that is, I would love to know that. Not that they're going to tell you that, but I'd love to know what is your strategy here moving forward after this year? And maybe they're all in on Mason Rudolph, but I think you got to have a little bit bigger picture here than just let's bring back Ben for a you know, farewell tour. Yeah, McLevin. Do you put quarterbacks like Todd asked about Drew Locke or Sam Darnold? Do they are they sort of borderline anyway, so they don't belong in a poll like this? Like, I mean, is Sam Darnold in the same situation as Jimmy G? Well, I think it's a tough decision for the Jets with Sam Darnold because if you had the first pick, Sam Darnold would not be the Jets' quarterback. But you had the second pick. Now you have to decide what can we get for this pick, and or is it worth keeping him and then taking the second best player in the draft? 
Or is somebody going to go up and they want that second overall pick? I mean, that's the way I would approach it. But I believe in Sam Darnold. I think he's a very good athlete. I think he's just been with a bad team, bad coach, uh, interchangeable parts there. I'd like to see what he does with... I'd love to see Sam Darnold in San Francisco and see what he does there. And he'd probably like to see himself in San Francisco as well. Or with Pittsburgh. Those are the two teams that I keep thinking maybe that's where Sam Darnold ends up. But if I'm the Jets... Is Zach Wilson an upgrade over Sam Darnold? We always love what we don't know about. He's cheaper, though, and that factors in as well. Because if I restart the quarterback clock, that's really important if I'm building a young team. Because Urban Meyer is not taking Jacksonville if he doesn't get Trevor Lawrence, in my opinion. If you said they had the number two pick in the draft, I really wonder if Urban Meyer would have taken that job. If you said, hey, you can have Justin Fields, I don't think he takes that job. I think they have a lot of salary cap room. I don't think the pressure is anywhere near what it would be with a lot of these other franchises, especially the Jets. And I think that Urban Meyer looked at Trevor Lawrence. I get to reset the clock with my, my quarterback and his contract. Now we can build, build this team, and let's see if I stay around for you know the next four or five years. Yeah, Paul. Back to Darnold, I was wondering, I know he can't say it and would never say it. Do you think he would, if it was his choice, he would prefer to be traded and get a fresh start or stay with the Jets and be built around? Deep well, di- where's he traded to? Anybody but the New York Jets. Well, if you say Pittsburgh or you said San Francisco. Or the Chicago Bears. Let's say the Chicago Bears and, and Sam Darnold had in his mind a pick, like a choice in the matter. And, and the team mm. said, we're going to trade you to the Chicago Bears. Would you be happy or would you rather stay with the Jets and be built around? Well, they tried to build around him. <laughs> That's a tough one. Well, I like, I like the front office better now. I don't like the ownership. And we're going to find out about you know the head coaching position because I didn't think Adam Gase was a head coach. I don't know. If I'm Sam Darnold, I'd probably like a, a, a new start. But, you know, Robert Sala comes in. He's a defensive-minded guy from San Francisco. And, you know, I do. you know, you, you want continuity. If you're a quarterback, who's my offensive coordinator? My offensive line? Like, those are really important. And, you know, does the head coach delegate to the offensive coordinator? Does he get involved in this? Um, what kind of style are we going to play? And I think with the Jets, you never figured that out. Yeah, I'm thinking 11. I have no science into this, but Makai Becton seems exciting. And they got Matt LaFleur's brother to be the offensive coordinator. <laughs> okay. Seriously, Mike Our, LaFleur. Okay. <laughs> you, sound like you're, you sound like they're making that up. Is he making no, I think it, no, I'm he, pretty no, sure. No, it is. Yeah. Matt LaFleur's brother, Mike. Yes. It seems like a little something. Yes, Todd. Maybe he was just saying the right things for PR reasons, but uh, as recently as a month ago, he's been saying, Donald, I want to be a Jet for life. It's, quote, very important to him to stay with the Jets. You know, I don't well, know how much he has to say that. Yeah, but I'd like to think that he would prefer to stay with the team that picked him and ride it out and try to be a hero in New York and turn the team around instead of calling it. Uh, well, no, you, you have to on. say that. You, you have to. Why do you have to say that? I mean, if they had the number one pick, do you think they'd be backing Sam Darnold? The answer is no. And Sam Darnold wouldn't say, hey, I still hope to be a Jet the rest of my career. He'd be like, uh, I don't know. Uh, where do you want to send me here? But this is a franchise that just 
churns through head coaches. I got seven head coaches in the last 20 years. If my math is correct. Is that right, Paul? That's right. Seven. In 2000, they hired Belichick. He was 0-0 for them. You remember, he didn't stick around. Undefeated. Yeah. Imagine if they kept him. Mm. How much the league would have changed. Mm. But Al Groh, Herm Edwards, Eric Mangenius, Rex Ryan, Todd Bowles, Adam Gaze, Robert Sala. In the past 20 years. Yeah. Yes, we you met Rich Cote was right before that. Remember that disaster? Oh. <laughs> I go back to Joe Walton. Yeah, I, he I, was uh, like a 500 head coach. Uh, Rich Kotite was four and 28 in two years. Yeah, I, I covered the Jets when uh, when he was there. Did anyone care about the Jets back then? Uh, they cared when Gastineau was there. Uh, Freeman McNeil, Ken O'Brien was serviceable. You know, they had some star power there, but but I, I it was always weird to be around Joe Walton. He wore his hat backwards. You know, we, we, we talk about younger kids when they have their hat back. <laughs> Here's the head coach got his hat backwards all the time. He's never felt like a head coach, but then the Jets feel like that's who they employ. Guys that just don't feel like a head coach there. All right, what other poll question are you thinking about today? Well, we have the all-star snubs. Do you want? I was going to ask, This I think we're going to put up that quarterback. It's already up, but... Which guy would you kick off the team? Are we allowed to ask that? <laughs> because, by the way, we forgot that Nikola, Nikola Vucevic is on the team. I guess it's because they need a center. Is that why? Orlando center? There's no way he's better than these Are you guys. an all-star if we can't pronounce your name? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's terrible, but like those Eastern European centers. He just had a triple-double the other night, but if that matters. Have you, has anyone, have you tuned in to Orlando? Yes. Game? Yeah, other than you. I'm the only one who tunes into the Orlando Magic games. Is Nicholas Batum still there? I think he's somewhere else. Mobamba? Mobamba still running it? Mobamba. Yeah. Yeah. I like when they go, hey, Mobamba can shoot threes. I go, you know, I'd like for him to do some other things. And by the way, Fritzy's bugging me. You didn't really weigh in on Drew Locke yet. Is he, are the Broncos all in there? No. I like his moxie, but he hasn't proven anything. He certainly hasn't proven that he's any kind of long-term answer. Could kind of throw him in the heap with all the other. Do you want to get rid of him? You want to keep him? I was hoping he would have progressed a lot for no, this past No, it's year. just yes or no. I want them to go all in on Deshaun Watson. Todd, do you want Drew Locke? It depends. What, no, you're not oh, getting. It doesn't depend on who they can get no. in his stead. Are you are you okay with Drew Locke? I will have to accept it. I'd like them to aggressively pursue one of the big names that maybe Floyd. Is it a yes or no answer? I I would be okay. Todd, is it? I would be okay with one more year with Drew Lock. Todd, I'm, I'm going to try it one more time. Do you want Drew Lock as your quarterback? They should move on. Todd, it's yes. I just or said they no. should move on. You didn't say yes or okay, no. Okay, I would say no. All right. He had his chance, and they're not going in. How many times did I ask? Paul? Just, 30, Thirty seconds ago, he said he's okay with one more year of Drew Lock, and then he's like, "No, they should move on." I th- it's a t- uh, how many t- different t- answers can you give to one a question? Question. It's not because these things aren't yes or no. Prince, you may fold in a questioning. Lunatic. You asked 11 times. But doesn't it depend on what other quarterbacks are available with, with all these teams? As a concept, do you want to move on from Drew Locke? How's that? I think they should. All right, thank you. It pains me because I like his, he's got that you okay, know, you know what? flair about him. As punishment, we're not talking about the Broncos for two months. Two months? Yes. What happens when they get to Sean Watson in the next week or two? We're not going to tell if, you? 
if they get Deshaun Watson, <laughs> I'll talk about him, but you can't. I can't. No, yes, he. Are we just going to tack that two months on to the eight months before that we spent not talking about them, too? <laughs> and the four years before that. Yeah. What do you think, Justin Simmons? they got to pay the guy. Thank you, Todd. Let me, <laughs> let me take a break. We'll uh, come up with our play of the day. Got a couple of stats of the day as well. Back after that. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, the play, is called play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! I gotta play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. 
Doncic with six and five and four and three to his left. Pulls up from the hash mark. It's good! It's good! With a tenth of a second remaining as Doncic nails the game winner. And the Mavericks will win it 110 to 107. Mavs Radio Network. Who did the Celtics think was going to shoot it? When it got under six seconds? Good God, this drives me crazy. Luka hits the game winner. Mavs have won six of their last seven. Luka averaging just about 29, eight and a half, and nine assists per game this season. Play of the Day is brought to you by M-Drive. Powerful ingredients backed by science. They help me get energized, stronger, leaner. Every morning, go to mdrivedan.com today. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. God, I don't. Sorry, we had piled on with the play of the day. I know, but I, I just don't understand it. When it got to six seconds, five seconds, you run somebody at him. It just reminded me of game four last year's playoffs with the Clippers. Game winners, step back three from the left wing. Hello? All right. Got, uh, oh, I have a stat of the day here on uh, last night. The Nuggets committed just one turnover, so they almost threw a perfect game against Portland. That's the fewest by a team in an NBA game all time. And one turnover in the game. Uh, Jamal Murray, I think, uh, had a turnover. They, you know when they started keeping track of turnovers in the NBA? 1970. Like, I never understood that. Like, sacks, they only go back to the 1980s, I believe. But turnovers, they go back to 1970. And the Nuggets committed one turnover last night. That is the fewest all-time in an NBA game. Stat of the day, stat of the day, that best stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Wouldn't it have been great to play in the 60s when they weren't keeping track of turnovers? So when you, you go to renegotiate your contract, you're like, uh, hey, I had no turnovers last year. Check the stats. I had no turnovers. You can't complain that your point guard stinks because he's turned the ball no, all the time. No, no proof. No turnovers. Yeah, see. It's like, imagine if in baseball they didn't keep uh, track of strikeouts. Yeah. Be like, man, I would have been awesome. <laughs> well, I gotten like a, you know, D1 college scholarship. I don't, I don't think they really do keep track of strikeouts in baseball. Certainly when it comes to hitters, like, hey, you struck out 200. Hey, go get them next time. Hey, how's your launch angle? Yeah, Paul. About a decade or so ago, they started doing a stat holds. You know, not a save, but like a relief pitcher at a hold, like a mid mid level reliever, mid inning reliever. Is that a real stat or just like an ESPN.com stat? Holds. I don't I don't want to say it's baseball analytics and guys nerding out here, but a hold. First of all, the save itself has been redefined because it didn't used to be this way. I think you had to pitch, you know, how many inning, you know, how many innings to get a save. It, it wasn't just, hey, I faced one batter and I got a save. Now, like, we, we, we want more stats. Here's a hold. That's great. Yes, yeah, It must have been incredibly frustrating, though, to be a relief pitcher, come in, do your job for two innings, and get nothing out of it. Yeah. Like, no, no recognition. Like, hey, you did your job. You did well. But it doesn't you really mean you anything. You didn't even get a hold. You're not, no holds. 
No holds barred. Yes, Paulie. The hold, according to MLB glossary, their actual MLB, the hold was invented by statisticians John Dewin and Mike O'Connell as a means to quantify the effectiveness of relievers who aren't closers. The statistic was meant to value setup men who traditionally pitch in the seventh or eighth inning before the closer pitches. Mm. It didn't gain traction until the 90s and 2000s. Well, that might have been when Mariano Rivera was setting up John Wetland for the Yankees. Yes, McClellan. Isn't that like the most important position in baseball? Now, that's where the Phillies always screw up, the hold guy. <laughs> the hold. Like, uh, remember Kelly on the Red Sox? Like, when but you are gotta, you known as a holder? I, right. I think we just invented it. Like, we got to pay that guy $20 million a year. He's a great holder. But then they're going to say, is he just a placeholder? Yeah. But what what was the save statistic before? How did you qualify for a save before? Did Goose Gossage go like three innings? Yes, it felt like famously went three innings. You could get a, a save for going three, and you could get a save if you faced, what, one batter? Yeah, Paul. The term saved was used by general managers in the 50s without specific parameters. It was just a thing uh, managers and GMs said. He saved the game by getting in and putting out the fire. Um, there was a writer named Jerome Holtzman who was the first to give specific criteria to saves in the early 1960s. But according to MLB.com, saves didn't become an official stat until 1969. And the parameters are you enter the game with a lead of no more than three runs, uh, pitch at least one inning, enter the game with a tying run on deck, pitch at least three innings. That used to be pitch at least three innings. Yeah, that's where... In 69 it was. Yeah, that, that's a hell of a save. You come in and you pitch three innings. Yeah, McClellan. So who invented the one-inning closer? Is that La Russa? I feel like... It feels like it's Tony La Russa. And like, was Raleigh Fingers? He wasn't a one-inning guy. I don't remember. Um, Eckersley? Maybe? Bruce Suter? But I remember, it felt like Lee Smith and Goose Gossage, they'd go two or three innings. Uh and I'm sure I'm missing other relievers. Mo Rivera was, you know, famously a one-inning guy. I always, you know, it's always one of those where, oh, he's facing four batters. Like, oh, we can't bring him in with, uh, you know, two outs in the eighth with bases loaded because he, he, he only faces, you know, he's one inning. That's it. He can only do one inning. <laughs> <laughs> but Tony LaRusso is a genius. So, you know, who am I? Complain about that. What do you think of the uh, one-inning guy at the beginning of the game, that trend, the Rays and all that? It, I find it, even I find it annoying, and I'm an analytic guy. I, I find it annoying, but I find it fascinating, too, where you go, all right. Like, I love the starting pitcher, but, you know, I'm smart enough to understand baseball has changed, and, you know, what we expect out of a starter is nowhere near what we once did. I Okay. But I, I think you can outsmart yourself in baseball more so than any other sport. You know, we're going to bring in the left-hander to face the left-hander, and then we're going to double switch, and then, you know, like after a while you go, everybody wants to be a genius. Mike Florio will join us coming up. Are we going to get that 17th game for the regular season? He'll join us. And then in the final hour, the stars of Happy Gilmore, Shooter McGavin, Christopher McDonald, and Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler will join us back after this. 
Close out first hour with rockauto.com. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. Rockauto.com, a family business founded by automotive engineers in 1999. Two goals in mind. Got a chance over the Christmas holidays to talk to one of the founding members. And he said, look, I've been in the automobile industry my whole life. And so is my family. We know what goes on behind the scenes. And we want to give you the direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And second, we want to offer reliably low prices. RockAuto.com has the correct parts for both old and new cars. Can't just pour 10W30 oil into just about any engine you'd like. RockAuto.com has specific oil, transmission fluid, antifreeze, and other chemicals your car must have. So you're not wasting time. You're not wasting money hunting for the parts, phoning, driving, waiting in lines. Go to RockAuto.com. Tell them we sent you. Write Dan Patrick in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. All the parts your car or truck will ever need. The great folks at RockAuto.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 